The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron and I'm versatile, which means I can wear hard and light armor. I get a special check to athletics and I'm not uh, slowed down by difficult terrain. (laughs) Hello, my name is Faye and uh, new year, new mental issues for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my wives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm Dr. Molly and Butt, my surname's Butt, and what's big and, big and brown and behind the wall? What? What? Humpty's dump. Oh. <laughs> okay. oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and we are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life and we're back we've been on a little bit of a sabbatical uh whether we meant to or not it was christmas holidays for us uh we definitely planned that and that's why we definitely announced it on the last episode you heard in december definitely just didn't not record across december that didn't happen and what are you talking about gaslighting isn't real (laughs) they're not red flags they're green you're all green. There's no such thing as a red flag. Um, but we, as, as we missed the end of the year, we thought we'd kick off the start of the year by looking back at last year, and I've said year too much now, and it's losing its meaning very quickly, but we wanted to do a bit of a 2023 and recap, and then a bit of a what's coming in 2024 that we're excited for, um, other than, you know, the heat death of the universe. Hooray! Hooray! Yay. So I think Finally. I think the best place to start is let's have a bit of a look at 2023, and let's look at what kind of stood out for us in terms of games and moments in gaming. Um, do you, either of you have like a special game this year that's really stuck with you? So, um, for my holidays goals was to roll credits on Baldur's Gate three. Uh, and I started the year off strong, being able to roll those credits. Yay! But um, sadly, I was trying to kiss kiss Shadowheart, and I messed up, and I got no kiss kiss. You got bang bang, I assume. And by that, no, I mean no a gunshot bang. to the head. Because, <laughs> uh... <laughs> like, that's a, that's a big thing with that game, right? Like, it's so... Like, the, it's not um, transactional as you would with, like, a Dragon Age. It's not like, hey, I had the talk and I gave you the present. Can we do the sex? It's like... I have maxed your affection, Gage. Please return the affection. I will say, or <laughs> Dragon Age 2 really changed things up where you could actually get them to hate you so much that you slept together. 
I'm a, <gasps> oh, that is masterful game. Look at looking at uh, Fenris, Fenris there. Uh, he hated me so much because I was a mage and was nice to mages that he decided, well, I guess I'll just marry you. Out of rage. But no, uh, Baldur's Gate, from memory, it's like you've got to be really like... Not tricky, because that sounds like you're manipulating them, but well, you almost are, because you've kind of got a goal in mind that you want to achieve. You're a bit of a fuck You've got to say the right things at the right time when they need to hear them. Is Baldur's yeah. Gate the closest we've gotten to a um, game adaptation of the game? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say that is how Gail ended up like inviting me to a field was me completely negging him for like 10 hours. <laughs> That's hard, but it though. wasn't Gail, intentional. Gail literally, he comes out of the portal, you touch his hand, and he goes, Oh, should I give you a gobby as thanks? Like, he's immediately DTF. Oh, yeah. my robe fell off. I accidentally oh, cast undress. <laughs> Okay, so um, I accidentally like just powered through Act 1, and so by the time I was in Act 2, I had already missed Gale. I accidentally never met Gale, <laughs> so I had to go back to get him, and so he didn't eat all, all my items, because it was like... That's actually one. a benefit, because all I do yes. is just like not talk to him. <laughs> He's got that little exclamation <laughs> mark above his head, and I'm like... You're right. You'll keep a little longer. <laughs> it's like when you look at that food in your fridge and it's like, when does it go off? Tomorrow? Well, I don't have to think about it today then. <laughs> That's a tomorrow problem. And then you're on the day and you're like, technically it goes off at the end close of business today, surely. Also, it's So I like, can have it for afternoon. Yeah. Best buy doesn't mean the same as used by. Correct. <laughs> I think Gail's best buy was a while ago, though. It's definitely oh. approaching as used by. <laughs> but um, so Baldur's Gate is obviously yours now. Baldur's Gate is one, obviously, that I think is going to be on a lot of people's lists. Baldur's Gate meant a lot to a lot of people. I've actually decided to um start Baldur's Gate again because I oh yes, I just I keep doing this where I just go. I don't think I'm playing this right. And the playthrough that I was doing, I'd clearly just gotten in my own head of how I wanted my story to be. And so I was playing it with, you know how you can go to um, Withers and get like, here's a generic person. And you can make them whatever yep, class you want. And I'm like, great. The thugs or whatever yeah. they are. And I was like, great. I want, because I want an orc in my party and I want this and I want someone and I want this. So I basically built out the party with what I wanted. <clears throat> and then um, was not using any companions and was like, that's weird, I'm not getting the, the it rich, in-depth storytelling aspect of this and went, oh, I'm going to start again. And I did the thing that I wish I'd done the first time, which is I just kept the existing companions and I changed all their classes because I hated all of their classes. Yeah. Um, so I, now I'm doing a run-through with them in different classes and it's interesting that like even the first area, I'm like, oh, there's a thing over here. And I went over and I'm like, oh, there's a whole tangent of important plot and world and character building happening over here with this one character who I just walked past last time. So it's been very nice. It's about... It is a fun game. I think, I think it was the game that I spent 
the second most time on this year, but it's just a game that kind of eats time to an extent, so that's not surprising. Okay, so then that's going to open us up to the next question. What did you spend the most time on this year? Uh... Look, I didn't spend the most time on something that I'm super excited about. It was just <laughs> Sea of Thieves. So. Oh. <laughs> really? But like, to be clear, like, I played, like, 110 games this year, and Sea of Thieves was 7% of my playtime, and Baldur's Gate was, like, 6.8% of okay. my playtime, so. Mm-hmm. That's I, fair. Um, no, yeah. if, if I'm going to call... I was going to say, if I'm going to call out a game, I would go with a slightly weird one, which is, which spring are? No, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. So it was a, uh, the Witch Spring series were a game series? that came out on mobile, right? <laughs> there was like five of them that came out on mobile and there were very like simple, repeatable games about like building up your house and going out and getting resources and whatnot. This looks um, so you. They've been going for a while, but then Witch Spring R came out this year and it was the studio deciding to try and build a traditional RPG instead of a mobile game. So it had a full story and it was absolutely beautiful. Like it was such a beautiful little experience and I had a great time with it. And I don't think it's going to feature in many people's lists. So I'm just going to call it out as being a good time. Yeah, look, I've looked it up and this screams you. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of pink. And I mean... (laughs) I spent the third most time I spent in the game was in VR chat, so there you go. Look, you say I have these a group things. I dance with. What? What? Do, oh God! You drop these little like nuggets, and then be like, ah ha ha, and then you disappear into the shrubbery. <laughs> <laughs> VR chat, third most. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like I had a pretty boring year in gaming. If I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to be blunt with myself. Um, I love little indie stuff, so that's where most of my fun comes from. Like, I play a lot of, like, look, Destiny 2 is where most of my time will have been this year. It's what me and my husband play together. It is our downtime together. So that's a really big part of that. Um, I play a lot of that. Weird one that came out of nowhere that I did not expect to be playing a lot of this year was Gotham Knights, um, which, again, was just, it's, oh, yeah. it was a fine game. Everyone lost their mind when it came out of how bad it was. It was fine. It was just fine. And I think the thing that we all need to remember is there's space for games to just be fine. I don't need everything (laughs) to be amazing. I don't need everything to be Arkham City. Sometimes it's just fun to be Batgirl and Robin and beat up Clayface. It's fun. Fuck (laughs) off. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think the um, well, I got really uh, like passionate about that for a moment. Um, but I think the about game Clayface, everyone's <laughs> favorite villain. I, I don't know why that's the one I went to straight away. I was flicking through the Rolodex and I landed on C. Um, I could have done so many others, but Clayface was the oh, one that came to mind. Clayface. He has a really good boss fight. Catwoman and C. Catwoman's not in this one. I wish she was because then I'd play as her because. Oh. Playing her in Arkham City was the best part of Arkham City. No one at me. I'll stab you. Um, 
but I think the game that took the most, like, had the biggest effect on me and kind of stayed with me the most and that I was just, like, thinking about when I wasn't playing it and then, like, stayed with me after is uh, the little indie Chance of Sinar, um, which is a super, super cute game that's all about language. Um, so it's uh, basically you're put into this world where you don't speak the language and people are trying to communicate with you and like there's all these puzzles that use like instructions but you don't speak the language so you need to try and decipher the instructions using context clues Um, and then like occasionally you've got this little book where you write down all the words you see and then you put in like okay well I think this word means door and this one means open and then a, a randomly, once you've picked up the, the particular words you need to, it'll be like, okay, so here's three pictures. One's a door, one's open, and one's, you know, running. And you go, okay, so I think this is the word for door. I think this is the door for open. I think this is the door for running. And it locks them all in and goes, yes, those are correct. So you've got to kind of use your own little, like, I'm half handwriting and half ones I've discovered. And you're sitting there being like, okay, something's not working in this sentence, so I can't solve this puzzle properly, so I'll swap it around. And the first area is great. You're learning that. It's so good. And then you discover there's another four languages in this world as you go up the tower. And then it gets really into... So my sister has a PhD in um, English language. She is, like, into linguists. Like, the actual um, cons- the construction... No, yeah. The construction of, the, of language and all that kind of stuff. Um. And so, like, growing up around her, like, I've got obviously just kind of picked up a little bit of that passion of how we speak and all this stuff, because also, like, um, hilariously, this podcast has been featured in one of her studies, um, oh, no. where she just kind of looks at modern language and how we've evolved and all of that and its evolution. So, this was really funny, because, like, you go into this, this game, and it's not just like, okay, this word is now this word, it's then you have to also learn syntax and, you know... Um, sentence structure and how we use plurals and how we use, you know, um, uh, confirmation and questions and like, do, and like similar to you know, other languages. Does it read forward? Does it read backwards? Does it read as like each line is one entity that is read in like one, like, do you know what I mean? So you have to like not just figure out the word like for like, but also how to construct a sentence in their language. It's so fun, and it's the kind of game that I sat there thinking about being like, oh, I wonder if maybe this language is this, and maybe that and that, and it's just cute. It does have this weird little, like, stealth section in it. Um, Occasionally, you'll be asked to stealth for really no reason. Um, There's Ah, the Spider-Man technique. Yeah, there's just this one one (laughs) layer of this, because you're going up a tower, and each tower is different cultures, and one of the cultures are, like, warriors, and you've got to hide from them and sneak around while solving their language. And that one, I was a bit like, okay, well, it's not the best sneaking mechanic, but it'll do. Yeah, super fun game. Love those little indie moments. Things like Dredge as well. Um, Dredge was amazing. I think I spoke about it last year, but I played it again this year. Potionomics. Um, uh, oh, what's that one? I can't remember its name. Where you have the possums. You're a possum and a raccoon, and you're stealing from the food from the dogs. It's a co-op game. Oh, yeah. Um, the Donut Country? No, no, different one. I do love Donut Country. Um, oh, Donut Country is my go-to I want to be comfy game, but was not released anywhere recently. No, no. Um, <laughs> wait. Possum... Raccoon food stealing game. Someone at the other end of this is like, it's this pizza possum. Pizza possum was super cute. Oh my God. We have to play it together. It's so fun. 
Um, it's yeah, like I said, it's you're these. It's you're hiding through this town. Um, you're all these little anthropomorphic animals, and you're stealing food from like dogs. It's so good. <laughs> um, Moving out two came out. Um, I finally played Unpacking this year and had a little cry. Uh, yeah. I need to just, yeah, I need to get around to that. I think um, my big thing is it's just stray? like indies. Give indies a chance. There's so much fun little things and they're so like compact that you can get through them in a really good amount of speed and have like a concise moment with them. Totally. Because I was going to say that I have a bad habit of starting games and not finishing them. Um, but the other game other than Baldur's Gate that I rolled credits on this year was What Remains of Edith Finch. So hmm. obviously not new game, Amazing new game, game, but it was excellent game. So played that in like, you know, a day, right? Yeah, um, it's it's but, one of those like just burn through it kind of games. Same with... Um, yeah. It, I can't remember that. There's but, another one like that. But, um, like the smaller games, give them a go. Yeah, I think that's know? the thing is if you're looking like we've got we're in an industry and I think that's a big thing to look at the industry this year of just like massive games. So let's talk about the ones that made the most impact this year. You've got Tears of the Kingdom, massive game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate, enormous name mm-hmm. game. Um, Spider-Man 2, massive game. Um, yes. What are the other ones that like made waves? I didn't play Alan Wake 2 yet, but it's like a long game. Um, but it's more, mm. I think, concise. I will be playing Alan Wake 2 because I am um, a control apologist and, a, and, uh, and anything that I can do to fund them to get control 2, I will do. Yep. Yep. Um, there was Starfield, massive game for the wrong reason. Yeah, like terrible game, massive game, um, a game that everyone was said would change gaming and then managed to be in these zeitgeist for a week before we all moved on. Like, there's L- Lethal Company. Lethal Company. Uh, that's like, see, there's your like your 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 little co-op. Um, now that's oh, that has some of my favorite controversy for the year. Lethal Company. Oh. Because that was the one that people were trying to, like, everyone freaked out and tried to get refunds from when they found out that the creator was a furry. Oh, did yeah, they? I wasn't yeah, aware of that. That's hilarious. people lost it and were like, I'm not supporting this. And everyone's like, it's just a <laughs> game. It has nothing to do with it. And everyone was losing their minds over it. Well, not everyone. Everyone of the wrong group. We're really pressed. I mean, how, how- have they ever watched like a Disney movie before? There is <laughs> strong furry overtones in most of them. You heard them. it here first. Oh. Disney has strong furry <laughs> overtones. But um, <laughs> I think you know those smaller games. It's just so easy. Like oh, Final Fantasy sixteen, which I've just started playing again this week because I was like, I really need to finish that. Um, yeah, we love supporting small indie games. No, no, I mean, like, in terms of those, those <laughs> against those big ones, what I mean is, like, yeah, yeah. 16, yeah. I played for so long and then put it down and I came back to it and I'm like, I've got so much still to go. So in between those games, grabbing out your Chance of Sonar and your Cocoon and all those kind of things, you're able to just jump in, enjoy it, have that closed off, put a ribbon on it and be like, I have enjoyed this game and I am done with it. And I also find the most so I, interesting co-op happens in indie games. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. 
I mean, Overcooked is like technically an indie game. It's mm-hmm. a very small studio of like a handful of people who make that, right? And it's like, you know, easily one of my favorite games of all time. I love that chaos. I, I love it. What's the reality of those games usually have a, like a simple idea that they want to pitch? They're like, here is my simple idea. It is one idea. And that's usually all you need to make one of these games last. Whereas you get into the bigger games and they're like, okay, corporate says we need six different games in this game. And if we have less than six, we'll all get fired. Yeah. So one of my, <laughs> talking about that, um, I would say that one of my favorite genres of game is Pony Time Clip Clop. And my Pony Time Clip Clop game for this year that I played a lot of was Ghost of Tsushima, which is one of those games that has like a lot of mini games in it, but they've done it in a really delightful way. Sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, we need to cycle back on. What the fuck is Pony Time Clip Clop? It, obviously, it's when you can get on a horse and do a Pony Time Clip Clop. <laughs> okay. So does it count? Because in Final Fantasy 16... I can get on a chocobo and do pony time clip yes, Does that count? Exactly. Love that. That does count. Yeah. Red okay. Dead Redemption 2 is like the penultimate pony time clip clop game. Someone right? add this tag on Steam. We need to be able to tell what games have pony time clip clop. Yeah, that's very fair. I do love a game. I actually love a game that's just like, yeah, just go that way, I guess. See what happens. Just yeah, go that right. way. And I'm like, all right, I will go that way. Let's see what I find. Woo. Sometimes nothing. Although, Sometimes it's nothing. Yes. Question, um, does something like driving around in a car equate to pony time clip-clopped as well? Questionable. Oh, so it's that question of, See, do we need a sentient transportation? Yeah, I feel like time. for pony time clip-clop to be official, once yeah. you get off the vehicle, it has to have some autonomy. Mm. Like it has to move around by itself because then it feels... Like a lot more yeah. alive. All right, let's raise it. Cyberpunk AI cars. Exactly. <laughs> I was I was just thinking that it does, and it talks at you too. I feel it needs to be something with. Oh, here goes. Here, this is going to get um, heated. It needs to be something that has a soul. Yeah. And sentience, like it needs to be a living, breathing thing. I don't want AI cars in Pony Time Clip Clop. I'm, I'm. Throwing but down the gauntlet. had, like, a level of soul in those taxi cabs. <laughs> Where have we ended up? They have a personality. I know. I would say Pony Time Clip Clop doesn't have cars. <laughs> okay. That's okay. more of, like, a Transformers thing, right? So it's like Transformers have souls. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Wait. What about Armored Core? Transform. Is Armored Core Pony Time Clip Clop? No, there's no sentience in those armored cores. Well, I'm thinking it's just not a car, though. It, it, it. Yeah, but there's no sentience. Okay. There's no autonomy. When you step out of that armored core, that that good old AC, you know, it doesn't walk around without okay. you. Yeah. yeah. How about it has to make a clip clop sound, not a broom broom. <laughs> not a broom broom. <laughs> no, exactly. Pony time broom broom and pony time clip clop. Are not related, guys. Mm-mm. They do not Stop go together. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about another moment that also I found very interesting this year uh, in gaming, um, in the world of gaming, and I want to talk about the Game Awards. Oh, no. And I want to, I want to talk about when Baldur's Gate won and how people reacted. Oh, do tell! I miss this. So, 
there was a certain subsection of the internet um, and of gamers who it seems have only played one game this year. Uh, and that game was Spider-Man. <laughs> because... <laughs> what? Yeah, because, like, if you watch, you can find clips of it everywhere of all these streamers that were like, well, Spider-Man's getting game of the year. It's Spider-Man. It's going to be Spider-Man. And then, like, the Game Awards is happening, and they're like, say Spider-Man. Space. And when they said Baldur's Gate, full-grown adults having tantrums, throwing themselves on the floor, screaming... And then they just turned to this hate campaign for Baldur's Gate and started attacking Baldur's Gate and be like, uh, it's got terrible gravity, uh, point and click, that's not even real gaming. But the thing I want to talk about, Arthur, is then some of these streamers, and this is why I want to talk about it, and about growth. Some of these streamers then were like, well, let's see what this is all about. And there's this great clip of one of the streamers who had been really against uh, Baldur's Gate winning. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to go grab a drink. I'll be right back. And then he looks at his chat and he's like, what do you mean am I ending the chat soon? I've only been playing for like an hour. And then you see him go and he looks at the time. He's like, I've been playing for four hours. It's been four hours. How did, it, how did we do four <laughs> hours here? And you just see this guy and every time he plays it now, you just see him kind of unfurling this new area of gaming that he had written off because he was just like, well, that's nothing because we don't ever really like turn-based and point-and-click stuff doesn't really get attention anymore. Um, and so for a big game like that to win in that, like, like we may not care that much about the Game Awards, especially people who I think have, uh, have worked in the industry for some time, but it is still an entryway oh, yeah, for a lot it. of people. And it was interesting to watch all these people who would never have even looked at Baldur's Gate, who were like, I've never even heard of Baldur's Gate, which is an insane statement because I feel like you couldn't go anywhere without hearing about it, but go off. And they've now discovered that and it's opening up this whole new avenue for them. And I just thought it was really nice the fact that as much as the Game Awards pissed me right off, um, it was nice to see Baldur's Gate win it because it seems to be bringing it to a whole new demographic. And I don't think Jeff Keighley is personal friends with any of the developers, so it doesn't feel like he just threw it at them just for the sake of it, unlike previous years. (laughs) Oh, I mean, Jeff Keighley's going to turn up in my fucking house and put a gun to my throat. Specific and very violent. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other half of this episode going to be? When we're going to be talk about what we're looking forward what to? Looking forward yeah, to. I think we're going to have to do that in the next one. We'll look to the future in the next one. How's that sound? Because we've talked a lot about this year. Do you guys yeah. want to do a quick lightning round? Anything you'd want? our listeners to go and play immediately. I would like, if you look at which spring are, and if it's interesting for you, check it out. And I would also say, because it's cheaper and easier to get to, uh, there was a game that came out late this year, which was Picion Dreams. Um, that is, now I've got to double check how to spell it. <laughs> While you do that. Uh- Why? It is P-I-C-A-U-Y-U-N-E Dreams. It is a top-down, bullet-hell, roguelike, vampire survivor thing that was made by one of my ex-students, um, and it is an absolutely wonderful, like, horrifying-looking thing, which I enjoyed very much. And, you know, if you like roguelikes, go check it out, because it's a lot of fun. Dude. I want to give a shout out to our friend Matt's game, 
I've forgotten what it's called. Faye? <laughs> <laughs> a teammate Draculesti. That's the one. Yo. <laughs> I think that was at PAX, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yes, Draculesti, which is currently only able to be wishlist because it's coming out this year, um, is uh, Gay Dracula. So Dracula. Yeah. Dracula's always yeah. been gay. You had it here first. But Dracula yep. especially gay. Right. Extra. Very gay. He's serving. Extra. <laughs> um, I actually want... Now, this will be controversial. I want to call out something, uh, a platform that a, f- a few of us will already be using, but it's obviously not a very, like... We don't love this platform. It's Netflix. And I want to call out Netflix Gaming. Um... So I have the, if you have Netflix, download the Netflix app on your phone or a tablet or something and you can access. Oh, I forgot. That's a thing. Yeah. <sighs> and you know what's wild? It has some really good stuff on there, guys. It does. Yeah. Into the Breach Into the is Breach. amazing. It has Oxenfree 2 came out this year. It's on there. Like, and you get them free with your subscription. Um, I want to call out Layers. They come free with your Xbox. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to call out Layers Horizon, which is a fantastic game where you like start at the top of this mountain and you fly down it with this cape and you glide down the side of the mountain. It's beautiful. I loved playing it. I was obsessed. Um, Kingdoms 80s is another really good one that I got recently for my phone. I've been doing a lot, trying to find like cool little fun things for my phone lately. Um, but yeah, Netflix gaming has weirdly some. It's got Dead Cells. Uh, it's got um, storytelling. There's so much in there. You would be shocked. Um, it's got all of GTA, the old old ones now, mo- um, ported to your phone. Which is weird. It's so like weird. Like the idea of playing GTA on your phone. Your is phone? Just- it's so weird. So it's all the classic ones. Um, but yeah, uh, if you've got it, I know. Look, I get it. Netflix bad, but I still have it. Um, and I might as well get a bunch of games out of it. So, there it is. Anything else you guys want to add? Remember, oh, I was just like, if we're reflecting black, back, back, remember torrenting? No. <laughs> remember illegal piracy? No, I never did that, and I certainly don't still do it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Well, that is all we have time for. We want to thank Ryan Sten for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro. (laughs) The Pixel Hearts theme song and one pixel at a time for all of our links. Or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other, especially my wife. What topical humor, guys? What topical humor? (laughs) Shut up. Bye, guys. (laughs) 